Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Where are you coming from? Hopefully you're doing well. It's an amazing day. Keith Ferrante here coming to you in the Emerging Profit Podcast. I want to talk to you today about what level of gifting and anointing do you have as a prophet, as a prophetic person? You see, as a prophetic person, your gifting makes room for you. Any person's gifting makes room for you. But Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men, before kings. This is what happens to you. Your prophetic gift will bring you before the influencers you're called to influence because prophets are called to influence kings. They're called to influence leaders. They're called to... Uh, help them get breakthrough. And when they get breakthrough, what happens? The breakthrough that comes on the king, the leader, the CEO, the boss, affects everybody that they have an authority over. This is why prophets oftentimes are provoked to go to kings, to leaders, to head pastors, to governors, to prime ministers, to presidents, to school principals, to like uh, whoever is like more of a, an influencer because there's something there for them. God wants to shift the industries. He wants to shift the mountains of influence. He wants to bring the kingdoms of this world into the kingdoms of our God. But he needs prophets to get his job done. So your gift makes room for you. There's several types of gifts. Joseph had two of them operating in his life. The Romans 12 gifts. What are the Romans 12 gifts? Those are redemptive gifts. Or some say the father's gifts. Others say motivational gifts. What, how did, these, how did the, these gifts operate? You see, Joseph's redemptive gift was leadership, administration, uh, that sort of thing. And everywhere he went, including his father's house, he led. His father put him in charge of the, you know, even over his brothers. When he got into Potiphar's house, he was put in charge. When he got into the prison, he was put in charge. When he got into the palace, he was put in charge. His gift, his redemptive gift, always made room for him. You know what is so cool about that? It's like, it was it was just his natural, it was, it was his natural way of operating. It was his normal. It wasn't something that he had to try to conjure up. It was just who he was. And I, I love that, that God has given every person on the planet a redemptive gift. Now, what do we have to do? Just get, get ourselves out of the way. We got to just get the funk out of the way that's holding back people from seeing this amazing gift because your gift will bring you before kings. Now, his leadership gift brought him before kings, but he didn't get to get in front of Pharaoh until he had his 1 Corinthians 12 charisma gift operating. 1 Corinthians 12 is the nine gifts of the Spirit. In his 
like his, I would say his first Corinthians 12 gift was more like discernment, word of knowledge, prophecy, kind of mixed in, dream interpretation. It's a little bit of everything, a little bit of wisdom there to interpret things. So it's kind of like a combination. But you notice his redemptive gift, which was his leadership administration gift, and then his charisma gifts, which was the, the gifts we just talked about, those two needed to be in operation. <clears throat> the second one, the charisma gift, is what brought him before Pharaoh. And it was his redemptive gift that kept him before Pharaoh. His redemptive gift of leadership and ability to lead the plan that he just prophesied and just revealed through his dream interpretation. See, some people only have one of their gifts in operation. One of their, uh, they only have the charisma gift or the, or the redemptive gift, but you need both. Do you notice it was both of Joseph's gifts that took him to the king and kept him there, took him before Pharaoh and kept him there. Now, I understand this about me in my, in my own journey. I know that my charisma gift, 1 Corinthians 12 gift of prophecy, like some of us as prophets, prophecy may not be your number one gift. It might be word of knowledge, it might be faith. It, it, it could be, you know, interpretation of tongues, you know, what's kind of like interpretation or discernment of spirits. But I, I, I know that my prophetic gift, my prophecy definitely opens up doors for me with leaders. I've had to learn over the years because there's different times that I don't want to really operate in it. And I have to trust sometimes other people in it. I have to trust Heather with it. Sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to prophesy. And Heather's like, you know what? I really feel like you're supposed to minister to that person, that leader. And as soon as I do, they'll be like, oh my word, this is awesome. Would you please come to our church? Would you come do something with our business? Um, I am... I know my gifts are door openers. I don't always want to use them because I know that they will open doors and sometimes you just get tired. Why do we get tired? Why do I get tired? Because I've, I've had to learn when to use the gift and when not to. Why are we tired and why do we get a little bit burned out? And why do we feel a little bit like I don't want to use my gift anymore? We're probably using our gift in the wrong places. I've seen so many prophetic people, especially the older generation, I'm not saying all, all older generation, but I've seen this model more in the older generation. They, as a prophet, they feel like they have to prophesy. So they come to a church, the pastor will say, you will prophesy over everyone I bring in front of you. And they prophesy and prophesy and prophesy. But what happens? They start feeling like a prostitute. I went through that season when I was feeling like a prostitute. It's not a good feeling to be in. But you... You can learn how to operate in the gift, but it's not life-giving to you. Now, sometimes we serve with the gift. Sometimes it's not always the biggest joy. Sometimes we're a little tired. I mean, I've, I've served for hours and hours and hours in the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to go to bed. And he's like, hey, I want you to serve some more. So I'm like, there are times when you're going to be tired. It ain't all about like being all, oh, I, I'm posh and I only do what I want to do. No, there are some times you're serving. But... God does want you to be fulfilled. And I learned something from one of my prophet uh, connections that had ministered to uh, senators and leaders. He said, Keith, when, you, when you're in the prophetic ministry, you could prophesy over anybody. But when you become a prophet, you begin to be more choice. You pick people like kings do. 
They bring people to themselves that they want to speak to. And, and you need to, as you begin to transition into the office of the prophet, you need to be a little bit more uh, intentional. It's not a matter of I'm better than anybody. It's a matter of assignment. Who am I called to prophesy over? And be more strategic about it. And take more time kind of praying into it. And uh, when you get get a word, it because it, what happens? If you, just say, for instance, you prophesy over 100 people. Just random people, and a lot of them are encouraged, but a lot of them will never do anything with it. But then you go and you prophesy over this leader, and he has a company of a thousand employees, and he gets, and you, and it's, it's, you know, you have this divine encounter when you get to him. But when you get to him, you're so tired, you're so wiped out, you don't have any energy. Because if you were to prophesy over him, it, and like he gets wrecked, what happens? A thousand people that he's minute that he works that he oversees is going to be affected because he's going to shift he's going to change he's going to get more clarity he's going to get more breakthrough he or she so it's like if, if we're ministering to all, all these people then we won't have the energy in front of the right people so that's why metron is super important to understand what's your metron but then you got to get good at your gift because once you know your metron which is who you should be ministering over and where and, and how, then you need to have a powerful gifting and anointing to come alongside of you. Now, for me, for instance, I can open a door into a leader's life through my prophetic gifting, and they will be impacted. I've just, I know I have a high-level prophetic gifting that really brings clarity to their future and to who they are, to where they're going, brings some healing to some places in their heart that need to be healed, reveals some th stuff that they can't see, some good stuff, even some blind spots. It's, and, and, and usually that will open the door and a leader will want to have some time with me. Well, when the leader wants to have time with me, then my, my, uh, my redemptive gifts kick in because it was my charisma gift that opened the door, but then it was my redemptive gift that kicks in. What's my redemptive gift? It's my, now, one of the redemptive gifts is prophecy. If, you're, if your gift is prophecy, but this is not prophecy like prophesying. This is prophecy like the way you see life. Some people are very black and white and they have a redemptive gift of prophecy even though they can't prophesy a link, a, 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 you know, one little thing. But what, what is this redemptive gift of prophecy? They have the ability to see things very black and white. They see patterns. They see, they see this is where people are at. This is what's holding them back. This is where they should go. This is how to get there. And that's, that's see, I have the charisma gift of prophecy. I have the redemptive gift of prophecy or prophet. And then I have the Ephesians 4 gift of apostle, prophet, prophet, apostle. My prophet's stronger. My apostle is there. So like, do you recognize these giftings are so important because what happens? I prophesy over somebody, charisma gift. Then they want to spend time with me. But what happens if they get with me and all I have is prophecy? All I have is another prophetic word. Then I have to keep releasing prophecy, prophecy, prophecy to stay in the connection with them. But what if I have a redemptive gift? What if my redemptive gift is like Joseph's? It's a leadership gift. It's an ability to administrate vision and lead. And <clears throat> or what if it's like mine? It's a it's a, a prophecy, a redemptive gift, which is a prophet redemptive gift, which is a, a, a way of seeing their life, their company, their 
the, the things that they lead, see where it is, where it should be, see blind spots, see ditches, see things that are hurting them, see things in their own life that they, we need to remove, obstacles, see people that they need to get healthy around. Like I see the things that are hurting them from really taking off and succeeding. And see, then my charisma gift keeps me in that person's life. No, my redemptive, excuse me, my redemptive gift keeps me in that person's life. My charisma gift opens a door. My redemptive gift keeps me in that person's life. Joseph's charisma gift, discernment and dream interpretation, all that, it got him in the door before the kings. And then it was his redemptive gift of leadership, administration, his ability to build out a leader's vision and, and build teams and build and storehouses and do that whole thing, that kept him in his life. This gets me excited, guys. I hope you're getting excited about this because uh, your gift will bring you before kings, but, and, and sometimes, guys, I notice that sometimes people, their gift brings them before kings, their, their prophecy gift. Like for me, I'm not always excited just to prophesy over random people. But if it's strategic, I want to do it. But you know what? That gift might not be super glamorous, my prophecy gift, to me. But it's super impactful to people. Sometimes I can prophesy over people through the piano. I will play and then prophesy, sing over some people. And they'll be wrecked. They'll be crying. They'll be having these encounters with God. Like, it's, it's a gift that God has given me. Like, sometimes we want, we, we want people to know us. We have this gift in mind that we think is all glamorous, like word of knowledge for some of us. Like, oh, my word, the word of knowledge is such a glamorous gift. But God gives us prophecy instead. Prophecy opens the door, not word of knowledge. Now, I can get words of knowledge occasionally, but prophecy is what usually opens the door. But I just want you to look at it like this, okay? Uh, sometimes we get all glamorized by another gift, but it's kind of like Jacob. Jacob had... Rachel and Leah. You remember Rachel and Leah? Rachel was beautiful, but Leah, it says, she had eyes that were like, um, they, 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 I, I, I don't know. She, she, if you look at the translation, it's like, you know what? She's not that pretty, okay? That's what that meant. She ain't that pretty. Rachel's gorgeous. But what happens? Leah produces 10 babies. Rachel got no babies. She eventually produces two. So it's kind of like an analogy. Sometimes the thing that's not very pretty in our lives, our gifting, is actually what's producing all the fruit. But we're all stuck on the glamorous thing. And the glamorous thing may eventually bear some fruit, but it ain't bearing fruit right now. So we need to really focus on where we're super gifted. I get around some people and they have this amazing ability to, to you know, help people get free of certain things and uh, but they're just not glamorized by that. They want to be teaching over here. Or some people, they just have, they have this amazing intercession grace. But they want to be over there preaching in front of the, on the pulpit. They're like looking at Rachel as, oh, I want the Rachel. But it's like Leah is where their power is. See, your gift will bring you before kings. So, but if you're not using the right gift, you're, you're like, you're not able to get before the leaders God has called you to be in front of. And then you're wondering how come you're stuck. It's because you're not focusing on the gift God has given you. This is a good teaching, guys. 
I mean, sometimes we get glamorized because <clears throat> I remember, I, I know I have, I've been glamorized by leaders that were heroes of mine, revivalists, different. I remember the Browns were revival. There was a, there was this revival in Florida, Pensacola, Florida, that reached millions of people. And I went to it and man, I wanted to be like about every main speak, every speaker that was on there. I wanted to be like Lyndall Cooley, the worship guy. I wanted to be like John Kilpatrick, the pastor, revivalist pastor. I wanted to be like Steve Hill, the prophetic evangelist. I wanted to be like, you know, everybody that was a part of that journey. And it's like, uh, and that's fine because there's some things in them that I, there's some fire in them that I'm resonating with. And that's, that's so good. But at the end of the day, Keith needs to be Keith. Maybe I can catch some of their stuff, but I don't want to be glamorized because if I'm glamorized, I'm going to try to point my gifting towards their style. And actually, I may have a style that's completely different than them, but I'm so glamorized. I'm like, I want that Rachel ministry. But it's like, Leah, Leah is what I need to be focusing in on. This thing that ain't super glamorous to me, but it actually is super impactful to people. So, I mean, this, this gets me super excited, guys. I, I think, I think if, we, if we want to be, be super impactful, we need to understand who we're called to impact, that our gift isn't just for everybody. As you move more towards a higher level in the prophetic, you get more strategic and intentional about your gifting. Not elite, you're still humble and able to serve wherever God wants you to serve, but there's, there's an intentionality. I remember I was... At a, at a leader's gathering or at a, at, a, at a conference, not a leader's gathering, at a conference. And there was, um, <clears throat> there was a few, maybe, maybe 1,500, 2,000 people or something like that at this conference. And one of my friends was speaking and, and I was helping minister and prophesy. Well, we, we you know, like a, a line of people formed in front of this guy and he, and he prophesied over the people for like six hours. He, this nonstop line of people just come in and he prophesied, prophesied, prophesied. And I started the line because I looked over at him. I said, well, I better serve like he's serving. But I realized quickly my grace is gone for this. And I went back in the lunchroom <clears throat> where the speakers were. And during the lunchroom, I prophesied over four to five leaders in that room, higher level leaders, leaders over ministries, leaders over, you know, that, uh, that are leaders in the body of Christ. And I realized, you know what? I was way more effective with my time being in the back with the leaders than being in the front line ministering over hundreds of people like this other person was. Afterwards, that other person came to me and was like, you know what? I'll never do that again. I felt so dishonored. People just wanted to use my gift. And you know what? It wasn't an issue to me. It wasn't an issue on the people. It was an issue on that pr prophetic person not understanding their Metron. Their Metron is not to be for everybody. It's supposed to be for somebody. <clears throat> And oftentimes, guys, th these, are the, these are the ditches that we have to, as we get a strong prophetic gifting, whatever the form of the prophetic gifting is that you're strong in word of knowledge, discernment, intercession, all those ways that prophecy operates, so many different ways, we just have to begin to get more strategic and realize you can have a no with people. You can tell people no and because you have a yes. Jesus told like uh, so, like the disciples know and, and be, like to go to these certain cities because he had his sights set on Jerusalem and he had to get there. Like there is a certain time that if we're like saying yes to all the unhealthy folks, <clears throat> then we're not gonna get to the people that we should be ministering to. Sometimes even good, good folks. And, and so guys, we need to really know our prophetic ministry gift like what are you strong in what is 
Um, what's where? What do you have ridiculous favor? Where do people really resonate with you? Have you? Are you able to see where the fruit is? Joseph had this. Both of those, you know, the redemptive gift and the charisma gift, both operating at 17 years old. With his father, he had the dream that he was ruling his parents and his brothers, and he also was using his administrative leadership gift. Uh, with his father. So it was at 17, but he needed to some character and some development to get him all the way to age 30 when he was going to be before Pharaoh with those same exact giftings. So your giftings can be recognized even from a young age, but then you're going to be, um, there may be some other things you need to really hone on, hone in on. And, and we'll, when we will talk about that more in other podcasts, but guys, I really want you in this podcast just to recognize it is your gifting. That's going to bring you before Kings. So really focus on recognizing what your gifting is, who it's for, and what God's doing with it. So I'm just praying grace on every person that's here in this podcast, wherever you're at in the world, that literally you get clarity on what your gifts are. You begin to embrace your Leah-type gifts, the gifts that may not seem super glamorous, but they're super powerful, and they produce, and they release blessing. And I pray that you would just begin to, you know, uh, you know the gifts and callings are irrevocable. It's like in your gifting being before King. So I pray that those giftings will begin to lead you to the place of destiny where you can impact regions, you can impact industries, you can impact cities and nations. Man, I just bless you guys. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. I can't look, wait to um, see you guys again. Have an amazing day. God bless you. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Profit podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.